listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Film cameras. Instant cameras. And everything analog photography related. Fifty-four entries from nine countries all around the world. Now is the time to finish off the Lomochrome Purple Judging Competition, and I'm rejoined by the lovely Kate Grout, all the way from Maine in the United States. But who will come out on top? Who will be crowned the winner of the Lomochrome Purple Competition? Keep listening and find out. Also, keep listening for details of the Zine pre-order. I'm Matt Murray, and this is Matt Loves Cameras. Hello, my friends. How are you? I hope you're well, wherever you are all around the world. Welcome to another episode of Matt Loves Cameras, episode 48 of Matt Loves Cameras. And we have the second part of the Lomochrome Purple judging competition. I am sorry that it's taken about six weeks to get here. We actually had uh, a date about a month ago uh, to record this second part, but unfortunately I had to bail on Kate because of of work pressures. Uh, But we did finally get together uh, the other night uh, it was. Uh, we started recording at 11 p.m. here in Brisbane. It was. It was morning in uh, in Maine. So Kate actually had a day off work to record <laughs> the episode, and um, yeah, we started uh, her morning, my evening, and we actually went all the way through till about 1 a.m. my time. So th- there you go. There's dedication. Kate having a day off and me recording through to 1 1 a.m. And finally, finally, we got there in the end. Now, just one thing to tell you before we crack on into the episode, the zine is now available for pre-order. So if you'd like to get your hands on a copy of this zine, you need to pre-order one if you definitely want to get one. I'm only going to order a few more copies than what people pre-order. So I'm not going to order just a whole stack of them, hoping people will buy them. So if you definitely want one, make sure you pre-order them. And you can actually go along to the website right now, mattlovescameras.com and you'll see a page there where you can do that. Spoiler alert, do not go to that website just yet if you want the winner to be a surprise, (laughs) okay? Uh, So leave that until after you listen to the episode. But uh, yeah, head along to mattlovescameras.com and you can pre-order the zine. Uh, But let's crack on into the judging or the second part of the judging. Here we go. Oh, and of course, if you want to follow along with uh, Kate and I as we go through the images, head along to mattlovescameras.com and look for the article called Lomochrome Purple Competition Entries. And we're starting halfway down uh, and uh, you'll be able to follow with the images as we talk about them. And finally, the episode that you've all been waiting for. We have the lovely Kate Grout back on Skype from New England in the USA, back for part two of the Lomochrome Purple judging competition. How are you, Kate? Hey, Matt. I'm doing well. Um, Been a busy six weeks since our (laughs) last podcast, but, uh, you know, the time difference doesn't help for us getting together, but I'm so glad we finally uh, meet up uh, virtually and get this finished. Um, It's been one of the the hardest things I've, I've ever had to do is judge this competition, really. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good or bad, to be honest. I think it's, it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, there's such good photos. And yeah. um, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite. Uh, But this one um, yeah. and these two. Yeah, so it'll be a... Uh, 
interesting to finally whittle it down. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I think we had a we had a date right at the start of July, and I think you were all ready to go, but I had to bail on you, I'm afraid, because um, it's just been such a busy time. It's been a busy time for me for work. It's summer over there, and you've been up to all sorts of amazing things. What, what kind of things have you been up to uh, photographically? Um, well... <laughs> Hold on, I gotta take care of my cat. Sorry. Right. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought that could work, and two minutes in, they're biting each other's faces. So uh, obviously, my cats have been keeping me busy, and yep. my dog. Um, but photographically, um, you know, I've been working full time at an office job, and then doing photo stuff around that. But honestly, it's it's taken up. Um, a lot of my time between editing and scanning. And, um, I've done a few festivals. Um, I was hired to photograph some festivals here in Maine, which I love. A lot of my friends bands play there. Um, and I have a wedding coming up tomorrow and another wedding coming up, but I've just done a, a few, um, portrait shoots and testing out the new duochrome black and blue Polaroids, which I love. Um, I just went to, a local botanical gardens on my birthday um, <clears throat> and photographed some trolls, uh, like wooden trolls that are uh, this famous artist, Thomas, oh man, I should know his last name, but his, his trolls are well known. And so um, that was a lot of fun to take pictures of, you know, all the flowers and the butterflies and these troll sculptures. So awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. And how did you find the, I know we've chatted about this on Instagram before, but how did you find the, the duochrome, the blue and black film from Polaroid? Um, well, blue is my favorite color. So I was really excited about that because I had been shooting um, the blue and yellow duochrome, uh, black and yellow yep. um, since it came out. <clears throat> and I do, I do like it. Um, I think it, I think it comes out cool. It exposes in, you know, exposes well. It doesn't um, allow too much overexposure, I feel, mm. um, at least for when I've shot it. But yeah. I think it looks cool. I love blue and I love black. So, yeah. I bought 12, I think we had this conversation on Instagram, but I bought 12 packs mainly because I had to order it from the Netherlands and, and you pay 50 euros uh, shipping. So I was like, well, I may as well buy 12 because the same shipping right. for two is 12. And I've only shot one pack so far, but the one thing I noticed, because um, I usually shoot color film, and so when I'm shooting the duochrome, I notice how quickly the images turn out because with the color film, you got to put it in your pocket. Maybe it's because it's cold here at the moment, but it's like 15 minutes later and it finally, oh, okay, it finally comes out. But right. these, these duochrome ones, it's like two or three minutes it feels like and it's like oh wow it's it's there already so it's, it's really cool seeing that um the difference in the chemistry i guess or whatever so cool okay well should we get cracking into part two now we, we got exactly halfway last time uh with our uh, sort of uh judgments that, that sounds a bit mean doesn't it but our, our, our discussions around everyone's entries to the competition and we got halfway we finished off with your sister who of course is heather and we were now up to Adam Tuck. Uh, so would you like to read this one out from Adam? Sure. Um, Adam says, Pentax 67 and one, uh, 105 millimeter lens, uh, shooting 35 millimeter purple without the mask so that the sprockets are shown. First time using this film and shooting sprockets. I was expecting the results to be a little more infrared um, with more separation between organic slash inorganic materials, but still feel like the results I achieved but I still like the results I achieved. Lab developed, do film in Sydney, 
scanned at home with Fuji X-Pro3 and essential film holder using a combination of the 120 mask to hold the film flattish and 35 millimeter insert to keep it straight as I don't have a sprocket friendly mask for it. Excellent. That's very cool. So um, getting Do Film Lab in Sydney to do the development there and, and getting the negs home and, and scanning them with uh, Fuji X-Pro3. Very cool. And um, yeah, so Adam actually, I've actually been on a, a Zoom Skype call with Adam. There's a whole load of us photographers, uh, film photographers had a chat here and uh, Adam was on there. And then I realized it was, hey, this is Adam. So he's, hey, this is Adam on Instagram. That's a pretty cool Instagram name. And he's got <laughs> four lovely uh, sprocket images using Lamachrome Purple. It looks like they were all taken in the the same location uh, what do you think about these images kate i mean oh i love them and they're so crisp and um the third one really jumps out to me just because it's got that big tree trunk and yeah. all the trees and then the purple just floats through it i'm yeah. i'm really i'm really into these and the last one with the the water seems yeah. like that's like i don't know if it's like a weeping willow or just tree branch mm. tree vines hanging in the back yeah. i love it um yeah. but yeah that, that third one really Really it's amazing up. that third one. It does kind of look like a painting, just the textures mm. of all those trees. And I'm not sure what those trees are. Not not the big trunk on my left, but in the middle, dead center in the middle there, there's these weird looking trees. I don't know what they are, but they look really beautiful. Um, and the and the way they've been exposed there in the purple film looks great. Um, so yeah, well well done to Adam. So first time shooting with the Pentax six seven, uh, thirty five mil in that Pentax six seven, and he's 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 done a cracking job there. Uh, so I think we are staying in Australia for the next one. It's Alison Grant and Alison is on Instagram at amgbrizzy80. These photos were taken with my Canon A1 with the Lomochrome purple set to ISO 200. I hadn't used the purple film set to that ISO before, so I wasn't sure what to expect. But that's one of the things I love about purple film. You never know quite what you're going to get. The photos were developed at PhotoFast in Brisbane. The Lomochrome purple is my favorite film because of the variety in the photos I get with it. I love its unpredictability and that it can be used at different speeds and under varied conditions, which greatly changes the outcome of the photos. It's a film that challenges and engages me, which is what I love about film photography, but it's also impossible to pick a favorite uh, as each photo evokes different feelings and memories. And there's the first image is um, some nice sort of bushland there with a lake in the background by the look of it. And then you've got some nice, uh, what look like frangipani flowers, beautiful frangipani flowers that we have here. Uh, even though they're not native to Australia, but we have tons of these trees in Brisbane. They're beautiful trees. Um, the next one looks like, I should know this. These are actually taken in Brisbane where I live. Uh, I don't know what this <laughs> next one is. The, the bubbly things. I should know what they are, but I don't, I can't picture them. They look familiar, but I can't remember. But that last one there, the, the High Surf Motel, that's actually at our um, modern art gallery. It's, a, it's like an installation, art installation uh, just outside our, our modern art gallery. So what do you think of these photos, Kate? Um, I really like them. I love how the first one is like almost a different shade of purple than the rest, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that could be because of the light or different ISO. I don't even know. Um, for You know, I love the flowers, but for some reason, just the, the bubble one, the way that it's composed. Yeah. And the way that the you know, skyscrapers are kind of headed towards the left and you get to see the sky, you get to see the bubble things and whatever's reflected in them. Yep. Um, but not a lot of purple shines through, but mm. I still, I love that. And I'm so glad you told me about 
the last photo being an art installation yeah. it looks like it's the outside yeah. of a motel you know <laughs> that's right which is yeah great you yeah. only show so much in frame and you know um but yeah this is this is a tough one for me because um i really love how purple the first one is yeah but i'm i'm really into the bubbles <laughs> i really yeah. like the bubbles both good choices. I like. I think I like that last one. Uh, I've actually taken a photo of that um, motel sign before. And what annoys me is, is those trees in the background have actually got bigger over the years. And so you used to be able to get a really clean shot of the motel with a blue sky in the background. But you can't do that anymore because those trees are in the way. Uh, but well done to Alison. I think she's done a great job there. And we're going to head on to uh, back to the United States, I believe. This is Jody Benarock. All right. <clears throat> These were made on Worldwide Pinhole Day. Yes, killing two birds with one stone, so to speak. I used a Lomography Diana Plus on the pinhole setting, no lens. I misread the light meter app I was using, and some of the photos ended up way overexposed, but I liked the results. I find that Lomography films produce some interesting effects when overexposed. Developed at home, scanned using an Epson V600, all of the photos were taken in my front yard. I love spring and I love looking up at the trees and the way the sun shines through them. I'm also happy to have finally gotten photos that I like from that Diana camera. I wish I had taken a few more double exposures. Awesome. So the, the first one there is a double exposure of some flowers and a tree trunk. Then there's these beautiful sort of uh, purple, well, I'm not sure they're purple flowers because, of course, the, the purple film, but these purple flowers all over this tree or leaves, sorry. Then there's like a one looking through a tree. There's some light coming through. And then the last one is a big tree trunk with some light coming through. What do you think about these ones? Um, I really I really like them. Um, of course, the double exposure is – it's it's really interesting um, the way mm. the tree almost forms a cross, yeah, um, and then the follows kind of flower uh, the flowers follow it, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I really like the third one. Um, yep. Like I said before, I love when the Lomachrome purple film creates a turquoise sky. Mm. Um, it's it's really especially when you have a bunch of purple, um, you know, greenery you know, nature that's purple and then yep. a turquoise sky. It just looks so unreal to me. It does. Um, so I really like the third one. Um, and the fourth one is, is kind of gloomy. Um, yep. I'm into that dark haunting feel and you can still see the purple, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, the overexposed shot is it's still not that over, you know what I mean? It, no. it doesn't open it. So there's a lot of flashes uh, of light there, but I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think it's overexposed. Do you? No, no, I, but I think, you know, for the meter's sake, it was, yeah. it was overexposed, but, um, yeah, I really liked them all. Um, yeah. my, f- I my favorites think- are the first two. I, I absolutely love those first two. I think they're, uh, just stunning photos that the one, uh, you know, the tree trunk with the red flowers and the next one down, which is like, look again, it almost looks like a painting. I keep saying that in this competition, but it's true. Um, but if you Purple had to choose one. You have to choose the one. Which one would you? The first one. Yep, the yeah. first one. Because it's amazing, I, isn't it? I love the the beauty of the second one, but yeah. my eyes just dance in the first yeah. one. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's stunning. There's so much to look at, and it's all beautiful and really clear. Yeah, for adult exposure. 
Absolutely. And it makes me want to, I've only used my Diana camera once and I didn't get very good results, but it makes me want to um, give it another go. Uh, and interestingly, like, you know, when the Holger, people use the Holgers, they get this really mad vignette and, and yet you don't seem to see, maybe because it was a pinhole, I don't know, but it doesn't seem to be much of a vignette there. I don't know why that is, but may, maybe it is because it was a pinhole. I don't know. Well, you used the Diana? You mentioned the Holger because this makes me want to use my Holger. Oh, because- yeah. It was given to me and I've used it a few times and I know it's considered like a toy camera, you know, Um, but it's come out quite blurry the few times that I've used it. It's a I don't know what it is, if it's shaky or if you don't hit the the lever, you know, the shutter because it's one of those levers that you can hold down or so um i want to give it another go especially because i'll be in uh, acadia national park this weekend oh, wow. which nice. is our only national park in maine and it's quite yeah. gorgeous yeah um so yeah no this kind of makes me want to pick up my whole gun give it awesome. another world and not I'll be so close to um somerville is it somerville in boston Are you near boston at all is it that far I- Boston is in Massachusetts and I'm in Maine. And so I'm about three and a half hours north of Boston, maybe four where I'm at now. I I live like an hour north of where I grew up. Um, But I'm only an hour and a half, two hours west of Acadia National Park because that's down east in Maine is what we call it. Um, But but yeah, so I'm I'm close enough to Boston to drive to a concert and drive home that night. Although I'm uh, too old to do that, <laughs> too old to do that now. But yeah. I've done it. Yeah. Because there's actually um, there's a toy camera festival called the Somerville Toy Camera Festival, and I think Somerville is in Boston. And yeah, so there's a there's a toy camera festival every year. So there you very go. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, so we're heading back to this next one. We're heading back to uh, Australia, and this is William Woon. And William writes, uh, will, sorry, he's on Instagram at Will Sydney. I used Xpan 2. Oh, wow, pulling out the big guns. I used Xpan 2 and rated the film ISO 200. Had it developed and scanned by Rewind Photo Lab in Glebe. My favorite image is number nine, featuring the three kids in front of a lighthouse. Then my son and my niece and nephew posing for me. I'm exploring vertical panos and quite like this one. All the photos are taken at Smoky Cape Lighthouse near Southwest Rocks during our Easter camping holiday. Easter sounds so long ago, doesn't it? Easter camping Mm -hmm. holiday in April 2021. This is how long this competition has been going. It's been going since February. Uh, So some really beautiful tones here from William's images. And of course, the the image quality on that X-Pan is is just incredible. Uh, But you've got a nice sort of like cottage with a nice picket fence there, the lighthouse, the sort of the path leading up to the lighthouse, and then a close up and the, the three lovely kids there as well uh what, what's your take kate which one's your favorite i'm drawn to number two you know i really like the um the horizontal x-pan images and mm. um that lighthouse one you know the touch of purple on the lighthouse and then the sky being kind of dark and is that a bird at the top flying um yeah i'm I mean, they're they're all lovely, but the first two I'm super drawn to for just the way that they're laid out. Um, But number two, the lighthouse, I really like that. But it's interesting in the first one how there's green that didn't shift to purple. Yeah, that's very interesting because there's some green there. It looks like there's some grass there in the foreground near the picket fence. But you're right. Um, in the background there, there's a whole lot of green. I wonder what went on there. And even the trees near the house. Yeah. 
So it's yep. very interesting. And I wonder why. Top of the chimney things have green. Yeah, they're bright green. Maybe there was a rogue batch of lomochrome there. I don't know what was going on. Uh, but very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I like that second one as well. And it's really beautiful color, purpley colors and those clouds, different shades of, of color there. So uh, well done to William. That was fantastic. And the next one is from Angus Dawson. Again, you'll hear from Australia. All right. So he submitted two pictures. These two pictures were taken with my Lomo Lubitel number one camera, which is an early 1950s Soviet copy of the Voigtlander Brilliant. It is a completely manual 120 film TLR. There is nowhere to provide any ISO settings, so I rated the film at 100. This camera is a relatively new purchase, and I'm still getting used to zone focusing. It has a lovely bright screen and seems to like really sunny days best. Both pictures were taken late afternoon close to my house in Blackheath in the Blue Mountains, and uh, NSW, Australia. Lovely. And there's uh, two images of some beautiful trees here in the Blue Mountains. And that first one's a real cracker, isn't it? There's a beautiful uh, purple sort of look to to the trees and the leaves there and with that aqua sky in the background. Uh, and there's a second one there where it's mainly the purple mainly seems to have taken on the tree trunks there. Um, mm-hmm. Which What do you think of these two? I'm I'm having a hard time because I I like them both. The first one really pops, yeah, right. And the second one, I really like the composition. I like that you have to look for the purple and that yeah. it's it's only on the tree trunks. And again, you know, we're seeing some greenery that didn't turn purple. Um, yeah. It's very intriguing, and you know, I I would choose the first one simply because it's like almost magenta, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a, a really vibrant. nice color, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. So well done to Angus. And the next person is Deb uh, Rule. I hope that is um, an Instagram. Deb is on Instagram at D-L-R-E-U-L. Point and shoot cameras draw me in. or oh, me too. Especially the brick cameras of the 80s. I'm drawn to shapes and shadows, especially high contrast and simple composition. These were shot on my Konica C35EF, I think Andy Warhol, at ISO 400. I scored it at Value Village for less than $10 and the film was home developed on shot with film C41. My fave is the Royal Lucifer. When it blooms, it will draw that in the hummingbirds. There you go. So it's so three photos here from Deb. And um, one is a, of a, like a building, nice simple composition there, some shadows, but also uh, the beautiful aqua sky. And then the last two here are of plants. There's a close-up of a plant there, which is turned purple, and also um, a plant there with um, a, a lamppost. Which one's your favorite? Well, I have a few things to say. So I also have I also have the Konica C three five, but it's the EFP. So uh, there's like another letter. Um, so it's the Konica C three five EFP. I love it, and yeah. I got it for like thirty eight dollars on eBay a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and I was actually Andy Warhol for <laughs> Halloween a few years ago. Wow. Ordered that camera, and oh, it was so much fun. But this camera is literally point and shoot and it just comes out so crisp i love this camera so much so i just wanted to say that awesome deb (laughs) that you got it for less than ten dollars and um it's been my favorite point and shoot um for years so 
Um, and again, you know, that turquoise sky in the first and the third image, really lovely. Um, I would say I love the first image for the juxtaposition, the building, the shadow on the building, the, the turquoise mm. sky. It's just yeah. oh, so great. And then, you know, the second one is is lovely. It's crisp. I love the purple. Um, but the third one, it has a mixture of of the two. It's got that. It does, yeah. It's got that sky. It's got the purple, the clarity. So as much as I love that first one, it doesn't have a lot of purple in it. Yeah. Um, so the, the third is, is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I like them all. Um, I think, I think I probably joined to that first one. It, it isn't the most purpley of ones. You can sort of see on the, on the smaller side of the building as maybe a tinge of purple through there and those abstract shapes, but yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think I'll, I think I'll keep the first one though. I, I really, I'm, I'm a sucker all for right, a, I'll a good building shot. I'll join you cause that was my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It was like when I, you know, we, we haven't done this for six weeks, but I've been, I've been looking at these entries and yeah, I've been same. writing, writing a list and writing notes and you and I have been talking yeah, on it. That's right. And this has been so hard. So I'll uh, join you in picking that first image. Lovely. Awesome. <laughs> I Excellent. got, pl- I got plenty of favorites. Yeah. Same here. Okie dokie. So next up is a, a regular contributor to these competitions. It's Ken Tuomi. Uh, he's on Instagram at Ken Tuomi. Would you like to read this one out? Please, Kate. 120 are Yashica Matt 124. 35 are Pentax Spotomatic with Super Takumar lens, uh, glass, I mean. Estate sale and thrift store. Home developed with shot on film C41. Fave. Finn but dog has heart. I have chronic GAS and can't settle on camera or film. WTF, mate. It's not me. It's not me day job. Maybe you should have read that one. <laughs> no, you did a good job. You did a good job. So Ken has chronic gas. Of course, his gear acquisition syndrome. He can't stop buying stuff. Uh, I have actually haven't bought that much. I bought a lot of film lately. I bought some Polaroid, but I haven't bought many cameras lately. I'm trying to get rid of them. Um, so uh, yeah, so these are these are four really nice images uh, from Ken. Now he says the the 120 or the Yashica mat. I'm, I'm guessing the square one would be the Yashica mat there on 120. The other one I'm guessing would be the 35 mil because um, they're all sort of rectangular. Um, so Pentax so Botmatic. The second one is the 120. Yeah, it's right. And That's actually my favorite, honestly. Yeah, you like that um, one? I, I really do. It seems really crisp, as you know, 120 can be. Um, but you see the purple on the ground. You mm. see the guys on the bench looking out at the water you yep. look out at the water, you see the boat, you see the clouds, you see some sky. Um, <clears throat> of course the other images, I mean, the third one looks like, I mean, what is that sticking out of the ground? Yeah, I know. It's almost like a shark fin or like a yeah. part of a boat. Part of a boat. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that's amazing. The way that everything's placed and, mm got the purple 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 and then turning to turquoise when it meets the sky yep. um and the first one you know you got move the picture a little bit like what am i looking at um i really love that perspective yeah yeah i think he's done a great job so well done to ken for really nice shots and uh it's two people in a row was it two people in a row who've who used the same um c41 kit good on them <laughs> i've never heard of that one so there's another c41 kit i haven't heard of uh, what's your so, favorite there oh my favorite um 
I like them all. Uh, I think the ones I'm drawn to the most, I keep going back and forth to the most, are probably the two middle ones, number two and three. So the one of those, yeah, I, I was actually thinking exactly the same as you. Is it a shark fin or is it part of some boat or something like stuck right. in the ground? Um, but I do like that one taken on the Ashkin mat as well. It's a really nice uh, image as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I even I just like the top of that image, that uh, Yashkin mat one, just the, the clouds. You can sort of just imagine the sun because it's the exposure is going a bit higher that, you know, and a bit brighter there. And you can just imagine the, the sun beating down. And even though it looks like a cold day, but I th- I, yeah, I really like I really like all of them. So well done to Ken. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. That's the one you're going to use. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, we have William Foster, who is on Instagram at underscore Fost E W I underscore. You have to you have to check out the the competition page, guys. I keep mashing up all his Instagram names, <laughs> and this is what William writes. This is my first time trying Loma Purple. How wonderful! In fact, it was this podcast and contest that inspired me to give it a shot after not really paying attention to it before. So I'm glad I did. The square photo was taken using my Ranica. I've never heard of this Ranica P2 six by six medium format pinhole camera. Oh, there you go. It's a pinhole camera. I've really enjoyed experimenting with pinhole with this excellent camera but in this case I had issues getting the film to grab the take-up spool which led to some accidental light licks which uh, look amazing by the way spoiler alert uh, which ended up making the shots even more interesting the next three were taken with my recently acquired Leica M42 on 35mm all photos were taken biking around Toronto developed at home and scanned on my Epson V550 so that first one there is uh, from the 6x6 medium format camera and it's got some wonderful backing paper kind of um, thing you know the backing papers come through on the on the film there you can sort right. of see a number there it looks really cool lovely light leaks and then the next three are just wow they're beautiful crisp photos with uh, just a, a, a beautiful beautiful palette of colors which one's your favorite Kate well um, you know the first one is is just different from the rest right it's yeah. got the light leak and it's it almost looks like the the sun or the light leak is just like rays coming out of the life thing. Yep. <laughs> what am I trying to say? A <laughs> uh, lifesaver. Anyway, yeah. um, so I'm really drawn to the first one, but also the third one is just so much lovely purple. And yeah, um, yeah I'm really drawn to the third one. And then the, the fourth one, it's like a little overexposed, but it's like you're – your eyes go to whatever stone that is in the middle and you want to figure out what's going on. So they're all really lovely, but I would have to say the first and the third got me. Yeah. I really like that first one with the light leaks, the backing paper coming through, but I also love that second one. I just love the, the, that palette. I don't know how people do that palette because I think when I've used purple, it hasn't quite turned like that, but I love that palette of colors. Uh, I think it's just beautiful. Uh, there's a truck there and a car and some buildings. I so. do love that, yeah. Yeah, very I think nice. It's like a little overexposed, but when yep. you point it at like cars and buildings, it doesn't read so harsh, right? Yeah, yeah. And if it's on a person or a sky, I don't know. Yeah. Very nice. Lovely. So next up, we've got Chris Coker, who is on Instagram at NC Film Freak. Would you like to read this one, Kate? All right. Chris says, I used my Canon F1 with a FD 50 millimeter 1.4 lens. I shot 
I shot the Lomo Purple at 200 ISO. My local lab developed these, but since this role, as of about two weeks ago, I have made the jump into developing my own black and white and color. Awesome. My favorite image is the one with trees and the reflection of them in a still quiet creek. I just really like how the purple rendered a light violet on that one. And that would be the fourth image. Or the third image. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, both the third and fourth run creeks. But they're, they're some beautiful photos, aren't they? Sort of, um, again, I, I know we I keep saying this, I keep overusing this phrase, but they do look like painting some of these, they, the, especially the third and fourth ones. They're just uh, be- so beautiful the way um, that the colors and the foliage is sort of rendered there in the film. Um, so the, number three and four are these beautiful purple kind of um, branches and leaves on a, lake, on a creek or a lake or something. And then the first one is um, presumably the yellow flowers which have turned purpley pink and then the middle one is some cows you love a good cow don't you kate i love cows so much i seriously like tell them i love them when i drive by them um and you know sometimes i'll take pictures but i try to be respectful if um you know people don't want me to take pictures of their animals but if you know if they're in a good range and i'm not I feel like I'm not too close to a person's house. I'll take some pictures of cows, but they make me so happy. And I don't, I don't eat meat. I stopped eating meat about four years ago because I love cows and animals so much. Um, So, but I'm not going to choose the cow shot as much as I want to, because I just love cows so much. Third and fourth are the stars here. I really believe. Um, And they each lend a different shade of purple. And I think he was talking about, in his um, description, I think he was talking about the third one when he said a light violet. Yes, Maybe I think so. Yeah. Because that's like a, a different type of purple than the rest of them, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that fourth one, you get the water, which is definitely moving, right? Mm. Um, the rocks jutting out of the water. The water is like almost turquoise, right? And then yeah. the purpley purple um of the trees so this is hard between three and four what do you think i think they're both beautiful and at first i think uh number four was the one i liked the best but then if you actually go back to that number three and i did i don't think i even noticed this at first but you've got this beautiful reflection of those trees in in the in the body of water there and i don't think uh when i first was by them i was i even noticed that but uh, i just think every time you look at that third one there's just something more to look at and there is a real sort of symmetry between the you know the, the reflections there and what's going on on the water and above the water uh so that's lovely but i've, I've got to give a big up for the cows that's a really well co- composed picture of cows i mean sometimes you take a picture of cows you might have half a cow sticking out the frame which is annoying but he, you know he's it got all these cows in really well yeah. yeah it is and you've got these nice in the trees like you've got a nice nice tree in the background there with some cows hanging around under the tree which again i probably didn't notice the cows hanging out under the tree at first but then uh yeah i think it's a really good shot as well so it looks uh, like some of them are, are looking at the camera yeah they're in. cooperating they're cooperating <laughs> but also that third shot if you take your hand and you cover Mm-hmm. the top of it and you only look at the part that's being reflected yeah that is very painting like it is right? it is it's very soft and flows together and um really really makes for and then there, there's like i don't know if they're like lily pads or like pieces of trees or whatever that are like yep. sprinkled throughout the pond that add to yeah. that 
the painting effect. I'm the more you look at number three, you just see. The more you see, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I agree. <clears throat> fantastic, really well done to Chris there. That was uh, fantastic images there. Uh, the next person is Jeremy Reed, and Jeremy is on Instagram at light.reading, but it's R-E-E-D-I-N-G. I chose a specific neighborhood called Oregon Hill in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia, to shoot the Lomochrome Purple. Oregon Hill is known for its quirkiness, but also has an eerie aesthetic as it is adjacent to the famous Hollywood Cemetery and is a popular destination during Halloween. For this study, I shot with my Canon AE-1 28mm f2.8 at 400 ISO, and I developed and scanned my film at home. My favorite image from the set is the house with eyes. The house with eyes. It embodies the overall feel of the neighborhood, and I think it looks excellent on Lomochrome Purple. So the first one is some uh, cemetery shot or some headstones there. Then there's a lovely sort of park uh, adjacent to the cemetery with a, a fountain. Then there's a nice um, a Herbie-style VW Beetle there which is green in the image um and then there's a uh there's the house with the eyes at the end there which one uh, takes your fancy kate well <clears throat> i just want to say that all of these photos look like they could be in any decade right any any decade mm, since yep. like the 50s really i just there's nothing dating them and i love <laughs> that um and i don't know if it's let me go back the camera or, you know, the shot at 400, which is great. Um, I don't know. They just have such a vintage feel to them. It's just, yeah. it's really making me happy. Um, I love to shoot in cemeteries. Um, that's where I would start when I first started becoming a, you know, professional photographer. That's where I would have my shoots because it's, you know, it's gorgeous. And, um, there's always trees around and it's public, you know, but so the fountain's very cool. I love mm. the, the sun peeking through. Um, and then the third one, I just keep looking at, um, I love, you know, the simplicity of it mm. car outside of the house, but there's purple and pink all around. And the fourth one, of course, you get to see the sky in this one and then several shades of purple. And then I love those eyes that are painted on the house. It just, um, yeah, I don't know. They're all amazing. You have to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. Again, I really liked more, but the two, I think the last two are the ones that stand out for me just because, uh, who doesn't like a good, you know, beetle, beetle car. And also the house with eyes, it's just got a lot going on there. It's got the, all these beautiful shades of colors. Um, and, uh, and again, I don't think I even noticed when I looked at these images until I read the description, there was actually eyes on the house. Uh, so, um, it's really cool images there and they are, have got a very timeless feel. Um, as you said, Kate, uh, so well done to Jeremy. And, um, the next one we've got is, uh, we've got Oliver Padilla or Padilla or Padilla. I'm not sure, but on Instagram, Oliver's on Instagram at oliver.shoots.film. All right. These were all shot with a Holga, so no control over the ISO. And I sent them out to a lab to get developed just so I wouldn't risk ruining the role at home. My friend wanted to get married alone with just her and her husband and me taking photos. She gave me free reign to shoot whatever I wanted with whatever cameras I wanted. So I decided to take my Holga along with my Polaroid and another 35 millimeter camera. When she told me she wanted to go up to the mountains for it, I immediately knew I wanted to use this film. This was my first time using the film, but I had seen photos of foliage and trees and they looked so cool, almost like a fairy tale. And I wanted to translate to her photos. I wanted to translate 
sorry, I wanted that to translate to her photos on her wedding day. You know, it's it's pretty awesome that so many people have shot Loma Chrome Purple for the first time because of this mm. competition. Yeah, absolutely. That, that should make you feel pretty cool. Um, it does. Very humbling, yeah. isn't it? It's Yeah, it's very cool. And, and, and uh, especially that people had heard of the film. Yeah. Right. But yeah. not shot it without a little push from Matt Love's yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you to write all of my PR stuff, Kate. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> and these are great images from Oliver, aren't they? They're they're really lovely. Um, I did not expect to see wedding images in this competition, so it's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and it looks like an absolutely gorgeous location. And the way Oliver has um, framed these images, you know, with um, the couple are mostly towards the centre of of the frame. There, I guess, where with a Holger. I've only shot a few rolls on a Holger, but I know that towards the centre there is probably where you're going to get the sharpest sort of area. With the, the rest of it falling off to this beautiful blur, um, I think he's done a really good job i mean that second one with that kind of light leak again we can see the backing paper number come through which it, it I mean you can't you know like you can't just these accidents that happen with film uh are just so you know are serendipitous and so amazing that the cool things that happens with film which is, it's not you know not technically correct to have backing paper coming through but i think i think it looks fantastic what do you think I, yeah i've had it happen a couple times on yeah. the whole and i just thought it, it looked cool and yeah. for for reference, most of the Holga shots that I get are like number four here that <laughs> right. are, you know, you really? can kind of yeah, tell yeah. what's going on, but it's mostly blurry. Um, number three, of course, is stunning. Yeah. Um, he's looking at her. She's, yeah. you know, fixing her dress, but they are crisp and yeah. the flowers are just gorgeous. And of yeah. course, the, the trees um, behind them, the way that they're placed. I also really love the first one. You can see mm. the mountains in the background. Yep. Um, she's looking at him. They're so happy. Yeah. You just get a really good feeling looking right. at these photos. Yep. Absolutely. And even that last one, the last one is, I'm guessing it's intentionally blurry, but it's just got right. a beautiful feeling to it, hasn't it? it um, hand in hand, yeah. they're walking off yeah. into the woods, they're newly married. Um, yeah. It does. Even even with the blurriness, you can tell the mood, the feel, and it still makes you happy, you know? Yeah. And you can kind of see a little bit of the turquoise sky with that blur, so. Yes, yeah, you can, yeah. Lovely. Well done to Oliver. That was really, really fantastic. Really enjoyed looking at those images. Number and, one is my favorite, though. Just oh, yeah, the favorite. Um, oh, I like them all. Um, I know, but we have. This is something we have to. Do. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make these decisions. I, I, I don't make me choose. Um, <laughs> uh, looking back and you forth, you created this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> a monster. Uh, I'll go for number two just because of the of the backing paper and the light leak. I really love that one. Although you can't see the lovely lovely couple's face, but still, I'll it choose number two. Really, it is really crisp. Even yeah, with yeah. Light leak. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, really well done, Oliver. Okay, so the next one is from Casey Hall. Casey is, of course, on Instagram at the Junk Book Journal. All images were shot at ISO 200 on a Leica CL using an adapted Canon LTM 28mm f3.5 lens and lab developed. After four attempts of shooting Loma Purple in the last two years, this will be my first successful role. Not even going to get into that story. Negative positive episode 362, if you care to know. I think it's absolutely flipping awesome, but there's most certainly a time and place for this film. I tried to find colourful and busy compositions to really amplify all the colour-changing effects of the crazy purple. Overall, I'm very happy with the way it turned out. I had five images that I believe were competition-worthy, but had to eliminate one which was so hard. I'm so excited to shoot this film, Suck Again. This experience was, as we say in America, awesome! Not brilliant. <laughs> 
<laughs> My favorite image is probably <clears throat> the shot from inside the lake. It was a hot, windy day in Dallas, Texas, and there was the coolest mix of complete strangers hanging out on the dock, cooling off. The young lady on the dock had Down syndrome and she just wanted to hang out with the young crowd. You can see her mum standing over her shoulder trying to usher her back to a picnic as she felt uncomfortable letting her hang out with us. Plus, Lomo Purple made the scene look fantastic. Thanks, Matt, for taking care of us, Neg Poz Slackers, and graciously allowing an extension. I, I love you people in late to the competition. As always, thanks for putting the hard work in to make this happen. Peace and love, Casey Hall. Uh, thank you so much, Casey. And these are some really amazing sort of color pop images here from Casey. The first one's like a fairground sort of ride of some planes. Uh, the next one is, I don't know what the next one is. Maybe it's like a antique sort of store. I think uh, it is, yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice. Really amazing concoction of, of I don't know, uh, wheels and sinks and, and all sorts of furniture and stuff. Really nice. The next one is that cracking photo of, of, of the lake there. Uh, just some people hanging out and having a great time. And that's really lovely. I really like that one. Um, and I thought Dallas was like a, a big city. I, <clears throat> I wouldn't imagine there to be a dock in Dallas. Um, and the last one is um, a car with like some kind of hippo or dinosaur hanging out the old car. Um, I don't know what that is, but uh, they're four great images from Casey. Which one's your favorite, Kate? I want to say that it's a dinosaur, and I think it's either like a big stuffed dinosaur or an yep. inflatable um, yeah. on that fourth picture. But I really love the fourth picture. I really do. Um, I love the third one, of course. Um, it's very well exposed. Yeah, you can yep. see all the people. The trees are bright purple. The sky isn't washed out. Very good. And the water is this really cool purple. And then when you get under the deck where the water is shaded, yeah. it's turquoise. Mm. So um, I'm very into that third image. Um, but the fourth image also speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, of I course, I love, I love the first two, though, as well. Um, yeah. The first Pops, and the second is definitely an antique store with like vines growing yeah. on the thing, which I love. It's cool. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. I keep going back and forth between them all, but um, I think the one I keep. I think the one on the dock is fantastic, but then I keep coming back to that sort of junk store, antique store all the time, just because there's something different I see there every time. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard, isn't it? But then again, I like the one with the car with the dinosaur hanging out the car. So, <laughs> so I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll choose one. I'll choose one. Um, uh, I'll choose the antique store one. I feel like I should choose one with people in though, but I'll choose the antique store one. Yeah, the third the third one is just so varied to me yeah, that yeah. I, I have to choose that one. Even though the car dinosaur thing is, is tickles my fancy. Yeah. No, I'll um, go with the people as well then, because I think that is a great shot. And it's great to see um, people in the Lomachrome purple shots as well. So, fantastic. Okie dokie. Uh, we're coming back to Australia here with uh, Michael Vickery, who's on Instagram at Defiant Charisma. Would you like to take this one away? All right. Michael says, you have many entries to get through, Matt. <laughs> so I will try and make your life a little easier and keep this short. All mm -hmm. taken on an untested P Pentax K1000 at ISO 400. So what could go wrong? Developed and scanned by Silver Halid Studios in Perth. I like the parrot image the most, probably. The others were shot in very smoky conditions, which added to the challenge and maybe didn't play to the strength of the Lomo purple. It likely added to the amount uh, to the amount of grain in the end result, though. An interesting competition. Thank you. Yeah, so, so all I, four of... Sorry? 
You go. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I see what he's saying with the first compared to the, the other three, how they have a smoky uh, yeah. green quality. Yeah. I, th- it, and it's, again, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I really kind of like that look. I know it wasn't intentional. You can't do much about the atmospheric conditions when you go out to, to shoot film, but it's, they've got a really cool feel to them, those last three. Just these, um, they, they are grainy when you sort of really sort of look in at them very closely, but when you sort of stand back a bit from the computer screen, it, they, they, they look beautiful the way they've it sort of rendered. It doesn't, really, it doesn't really mess with the exposure, or no. you know what I mean? Um, so it just gives it a little hazy like it it just adds to the vintage quality really um number three you almost can't tell it was taken on lomo purple you know besides that you know slight lower horizon um but number four uh number four is really cool it's got it's got the purple but it's it's light you know it's just Mm. interspersed on the on the ground and then you have that really bright turquoise sky and then the yeah. trees are still green right? yeah, yeah. what's I happening down know. here do you know that We're all three photos about that all three photos that that have done this where the trees haven't gone gr- uh, purple all three of them have been in australia so, so yeah we need to find out what's what going on with that trees Some crazy stuff going on down under so i don't know Even, what's going on Right. Even the the parrot one, the first one. Yeah. You got that tree yeah. just jutting out and yeah. it's a dark a dark pine green. tree, but it's dark green. Very strange, very strange. I'll have to write a letter to Lomography and ask them what's going on. Uh, but great. Well done to uh, Michael. Fantastic uh, images from the other side of the Australian continent over there in Western Australia. Fantastic. Uh, the next person is uh, Christopher Peter L. Domingo, who was on Instagram at Tops Domingo. I shot these photos with my Minolta SRT 101 at 200 and 400 ISO. My film role was developed by ykl.wonderphotoshop it was the first time I tried shooting this film stock and I had a lot of fun definitely going to try it again soon and there's four images here the first and the fourth have a lovely lady and in the first scene she's sort of got her eyes closed and she's got a nice sort of pose on there and she's in front of some sort of um, some kind of bushes shrub sort of things and then the next one is of an amazing kind of um, foliage of some trees and you can sort of get a see some of the seed pods or something close up and there's a beautiful carpet of purple and beautiful leaves everywhere the next one in down looks like it was taken in some kind of garden and there's some kind of weird done uh, i don't know dragon tortoise kind of statue there <laughs> it's a weird statue isn't it and uh and the last one again is that lady uh with a mask on um in inner city sort of environment which one's your favorite kate oh man i love the way you described that third one <laughs> yeah. but it is it's definitely some kind of weird turtle um yeah so, you know, I love, I love the ones with the woman in it. Yeah. Um, and the fourth one, it just like, it, it's like pinkish purple, right? Like it's, yeah. it's really interesting. And I love, I love how it's composed between, you know, the trees and then her pose, the buildings. Um, yeah. But then again, the second, the second one is just mm. so much purple um, and yeah. really cool. Uh, crooked trees, you know? Yep. So, 
It's John hard. Christopher's, it is very hard. On Christopher's Instagram, uh, he, it says he lives in the Philippines. So I hope I haven't, well, I've called that thing a tortoise dragon. I hope I haven't um, offended anyone in the Philippines if that's some kind of um, national or important symbol. <laughs> um, sorry about that. I, I don't actually know what that, it does look like a, a tortoise with a, like a dragon's head though, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. Yes. So hopefully I've got an accurate description of that. But I think right. th these are great images. I think they really are. And um, I, I really want to pick the, the first one of the lady, but that second one is just um, purple everywhere. It looks fantastic. Um, so, so well done to Christopher. And, and great to get an entry in from the Philippines as well. So got, I think we've got about nine or ten countries uh, for this competition. So, yeah, we're talking almost worldwide. Well, pretty much worldwide kind of thing. To support this podcast, why not buy our dad a coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just $3. Um, the next one I'll get you to read out, Kate, is from Bill2, who, of course, is here in Sydney. He's on Instagram at Bill2. And uh, this shouldn't take you long to read this one out. So he's like me. He was short and sweet with his description. Um, he says, ISO 50, C41 cold stand developed, one jour develop, and one hour blix. Uh, Hasselblad 50C CM um, plus 40. <laughs> how do I even read this? 40 slash 4 and 80 slash 2.8. Yep. So Lovely. Those Excellent. are his specs. So Bill, of course, uh, Bill does a lot of um, astrophotography and night photography on film. So uh, he was obviously out here with the rest of the Pixels and Grain crew who we featured some of their photos uh, in the in the first half of this um, judging. And uh, Bill was out there on the same night by the look of it. And uh, it's, it's a lovely bridge. I think that might be Anzac Bridge from memory in Sydney. And you've got some beautiful sort of purple light trails going over the bridge there. And the next one is um, of an uh, Anzac Memorial, uh, which is like our war memorials here in Australia. Um, looks like it's by a, a busy roadside. And the third one there is um, like some kind of overpass and you've got some really cool uh, light trails there, but it looks a little bit less purple, that third one. It's actually a really big um, uh, sort of juxtaposition between the first and the third because they're both night shots, but the first one is really purple and the third one is maybe not as purple. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I really like the third one. And mm, yeah, there's no there's no purple in it. But um, I love I love the way that it's set up. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the lights. You know, that second one. Yeah. You see yep. the light, it's like a bright green. So the way that um, we got it, we got to look more into that. Like what what shows up green on Loma Chrome Purple? Like, yeah. is it a color that shifts to green i don't i can't even i should know this but again that hasn't happened to me all my greens around mm. here yeah. are purples <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think most i think the, all the greens are supposed to turn to purple and i can't i can't work it out either why yeah some of them aren't but um maybe i mean who knows it was probably like some kind of tungsten lighting or something in overhead of those street lights or something but then you've got mm. all the but it's weird like even the traffic trails like in that first image uh, of bills um the traffic trails are different shades of purple which looks wonderful it's like a purple rainbow but then in the in the third one they're more conventional sort of reds and stuff like that uh, but these are these are wonderful pictures and so um 
yeah, well done to Bill. And I kind of, kind of wishing I did um, some at night. Um, but there you go. And uh, on to the next per- person. Who's who's this clown? Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's actually my entries to the competition. And so I took these with my uh, contacts G1 uh, with a 50, uh, 45 mil planar lens, and I got it. I got it for a bit of a bargain. It was about 380 US dollars and it should be a bit more than that. Um, the only issue though was the LCD counter wasn't working and it's kind of like, you know, the LCD bleed. You can't actually read whether it says zero or one or 20 or whatever. And I thought, oh, that's no big deal. I'll just buy the camera anyway. Um, and I've since found out that that drives me absolutely crazy. So when I took this film out, um, I actually took it out um, on a Saturday, I think, and I put the film in and the camera is so quiet to wind the film on. I thought, I took about three pictures and I thought, I don't, I don't think it's actually wound on properly. I think, because I can't actually see the film counter, whether it says one, two, three, or zero, or it's flashing or whatever. I thought, oh, I'm just going to, better safe than sorry, I'm just going to open up the back of the camera, which is a stupid thing to do, because the film was fine. It, it's just a really quiet camera. So I was like, ah, oh, you idiot. So then I went back and took three more photos of the ones I just mucked up. Uh, and then towards the end of the roll of film, um, I was on about roll 25, which has been away for the weekend. I took some really cool photos of a circus and circus tents and all this stuff. And, um, um, basically, I could turn the camera on and I couldn't take a picture. And I thought, oh, hang on, maybe it's rewound. Maybe that's why. So I opened up the back of the camera again and the film had around. The problem was it had the battery was dead. Um, and so the battery had enough juice to turn the camera on, but it didn't have enough um, juice to press the shutter and the shutter work so basically i'm an idiot and i exposed probably wasted seven i think i wasted nine images so i got 27 images from that roll out of 36 and i thought ah when i saw that come back from the lab and i only got 27 i thought i'm just gonna shoot another roll but then i actually had a look at the images and i actually really liked them uh so these were all taken on the same afternoon sadly none of the circus tent ones really survived very well uh but these are all just industrial places uh near the airport in brisbane um so you've got some a yellow building there which has turned out uh pink and it's got the aqua sky there the next one it's a guy like these big steel silos it, that, that place stinks real bad and i actually looked it up i don't know what the stuff what do you think what do you call the stuff in america we call it bitumen in australia the stuff that you put like tar you put on a road the black stuff yeah um i guess uh concrete well no not concrete um yeah, we call it tar too, I guess. So, yeah, so that really black, horrible stuff they put down on a road and they squash the road, you know, squash down a road. I think that's where they make that, and that's why it stinks so bad. It smells like uh, rotten eggs. It's horrible. But there'd actually just been a downpour that day, and you can see uh, there was a really big, massive puddle, so I got a nice reflection there. And the last one, again, there was just a little side road um, near the airport and um, in this kind of industrial area, and I, I captured this kind of, got down low on the, on the ground there and, and got this reflection. So there's my my four um, lemochrome purple entries taken on the Contax G1. Do you have a favorite, Kate? Yeah, I really love the second one. The second I mean, one? I love I love them all. The first, I mean, it's hard because the second two, I really love the, re- the reflections. I love the color palette in the third one. Um, but the second one is just so much, yes. I just like the way the lines on the building the 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 sky the shadows the fact that the building came out pink and you said it was yellow right yeah that's right yeah yeah but ultimately your favorite shall go in the book (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I can't decide between the top two. I really like that the top one. The top I, ones are just like diesel storage or like something. Yeah, yeah. But, and um, it's really hard to take a picture of those diesel storage um, things. The first image there because there's like a big fence, and I think I had to stand on part of my car uh, to, to get a, a decent kind of view. Um, well done. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? I was like, I almost fell off. Um, but that <laughs> second one, um, I do. Really, I've actually taken a lot of photos of that yellow building. I really like that one as well. Um, so I don't actually know which one I'll include for mine, but um, I'll, I've got a little bit of time, hopefully, to think about that. And the next one I'll get you to read out is, again, short and sweet, Matthew Joseph from Melbourne, Instagram photo dudens. <laughs> a Hasselblad X-Pan rated at 400, lab developed, Redwoods. There you go. So I think these were taken uh, at some kind of uh, forest or something in, in Victoria. And the first three are these deliciously dark, moody images taken in a forest, with these beautiful, massive trees. And then the last one there, you've got a uh, dead center. You've got a nice a lighthouse there. Uh, which one is your favorite, Kate? Number three. Number three, yeah. Yeah. Number two and three, like the way that um, – the light goes through the trees, the fact that it's pretty much black and purple. Mm. Um, but number three, it's got a little bit more light. You can see uh, the water, you know. I'm just yeah. like, I'm all for these photos. These are gorgeous. But yeah. if you zoom in on the third one, yeah. it almost looks like um, one of those like stills from a video game. Like those yeah, yeah. video, those like high, high, like resolution video games where there's just like this magical world that yeah, you're like about through. To go through yeah that's what number three reminds me of <clears throat> and number three there on the left there you can um you can sort of see hints of purple there on those fern tree oh, yeah. ferns uh and of course you got the lovely the sun poking through in there in the top right um so these these are really lovely uh images here from from matthew and uh he's known for his um taking photos on his x-pan and he's clearly got a, a fantastic eye for the composition there and uh well done to matthew um he actually sent me a, a message i think i put on instagram instagram story about part one of the competition and he just sent me a message Instagram saying, did I win? <laughs> and I said, well, you haven't got around to yours yet. So I, said, I don't think he listened to the first part of the podcast. He just put, did I win? Um, so I said, well, listen to the second part. You might find out. Um, next up, we've got Mark Foll, who's on Instagram at m.foll, F-O-H-L. Whole got 120 something, lab process, time scanned, eat fish. That's a, that's a really great description. And there's two lovely images here taken on a Holger. And uh, one is of a building that says Eat Fish. And uh, is that is that like a big chain over there in America or is it just a, a one-off store, do you think? Never heard of it? I have never heard of it. Okay, cool. There you go. But I also one- don't eat fish so very true very true so you would not be in the market for that kind of place anyway um and the second one is of a lake and like a, a picnic sort of table on a lake uh very cool very cool and uh so which one's your favorite kate well i, I really like his description yeah. of the 120 something yeah. um because it's funny because they have like the 120 and yeah, the 120 and s, s or whatever um, yeah. so i would have to say just because the second one is a little bit more um centered you know the the first one is like you can see the borders and it's kind of cut off a little bit um i just really like the second one for the simplicity of it and the crispness um purple that comes through in all the different shades so yeah i'm really partial to number two 
Yeah, I, I like both. I, I kind of like the craziness of the first one. Um, you know, it's just this eat fish and, the, uh, and other crazy angles. But yeah, that second one is, um, uh, you know, beautiful in its composition and, and the colors there. So well done to Mark for that. And uh, yeah, eat fish, definitely. Well, no, unless you don't eat fish and then don't eat fish. Just, just <laughs> eat plants. Just eat plants. Um, uh, the next one is from Eric Van Drick. And Eric is on Instagram at Eric Van Drick. And he's on Flickr at Eric Van Drick as well. Would you like to read this one, Kate? I'm actually going to have you read this because mine is the next entry. Oh, cool. Yeah, lovely. Cool. So these four frames were taken on Lemochrome Purple 35mm. I rated this roll for ISO 160. The camera I used was a Nikon FM. I think I used my Nikkor 50mm f1.8 AIS long nose for all of these except for the one with the chicken. For that frame, <laughs> I used my Lensbaby Burnside 35mm f2.8. All of these were taken in my yard at home except for the one with the rail cars. That was taken taken in the Norfolk Southern Rail Yard near my house. Uh, so the first one is of a pussycat on a doorstep there. And it's kind of like some old sort of wood or something there and a bit of concrete on the step and stuff like that. The second one is this amazing lens baby one with a chicken. And there's a young child there holding a chicken. Uh, and then the third one is looking in the old the old review mirror shot there. I think that's the rail car one I'd suggest. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I can see the rail cars there. And the fourth one is like a, of a, uh, you know, sort of house in the neighborhood there with a, from a yard and some, it looks like the sun is either rising or probably setting, maybe I'd say. And uh, which one is your favorite, Kate? Well, first of all, I'd like to say the cat's expression in the first one <laughs> is awesome. He, he almost no. looks a little mad. Um, yeah. Just like, why are you taking my picture? Okay, yeah. I'll pose. Um, but obviously the chicken is the star. Yeah. I mean... That lens baby, you know, it focuses on the chicken and everything else is kind of almost like a swirl blur. Um, and the child's head is out of frame, which also forces you to look at the, the chicken. Um, but the chicken is just gorgeous. I love it. I really do. And then the yeah. subtle purple all around. Really cool. But I do like the rail yard one because mm. you see the rear view mirror and mm. then just above it in the frame yeah. the train track very I think cool i missed that the first time i saw it as well i did too yeah yep. yeah yeah and uh but i think you're right i mean i love that pussycat photo i think the cat looks so cool and the cat's like yeah why are you taking a photo of me for buster but that second one there i mean it's not a headless chicken it's a headless child <laughs> well i'm presuming that the child has a head but um it, did it's i say that wrong no no i i just said that i just yeah. Okay. I'm just putting it different because you, know, you know the phrase headless chicken running around like a right, headless chicken. Right, right. This is a headless head child. Right. So, but I'm, I, I'm guessing that the child does have a head. It's just out of frame. But that is, a, uh, I really love We're that hoping. image of that chicken. Well, yeah. Child yeah, has a head. For, He's got a great his, grip on the chicken if we're not having a head. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I love that chicken shot. And I, I really like the palette of all these, these photos as well. I think um, just those kind of, yeah, those softer kind of yeah, almost washed out kind of colors mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful colors um so well done to eric there and the next entry i'll let you read this one out kate all right so the next entry is mine and i am kate grout on instagram i am at k-a-a-g-r-r-r um and i don't know i pronounce that kagger but my <laughs> my initials are k-a-g and then i'm a leo so i added the gur you know this is, you know, years ago when I made my Instagram account, but, um, 
it pains me that I'm the only person who used bullets instead of par- <laughs> paragraph format. Cause, yeah. uh, but anyway, so my four images were all developed and scanned by Northeast Photographic here in Maine. I can't say enough good things about them. They're amazing. Um, I did ISO 200 um, just to be right there in the middle. Um, the cameras, uh, the first three are my Nikon F3. Um, and the, the last one is my Mamiya C330F. Um, and so the double exposure and the squirrel shot were in Portland, Maine, and the third shot of my two friends um, are in Cape Elizabeth, Maine, which literally they're like 35 minutes from each other. So everyone in different countries, it's like not a big deal. Um, And then the last shot was also in Cape Elizabeth. But um, so these were all shot um, a a trip I had with two friends and one of them lives in uh, Pennsylvania. So she drove like eight hours up to meet us and we rented an Airbnb and we just had a girl photo weekend and we created a lot of awesome things, um, including the first, the double exposure of Mm -hmm. Jess on the porch of the balcony of the place that we were staying at. Um, So I took a picture of the tree and then I took a picture of her on the porch. Um, and I love the way it came out. I didn't do a lot of double exposures that weekend um, for some reason. The squirrel, I love this squirrel, was posing for me. And um, I wish I had been able to zoom in, but I, I had a fixed lens. And I got as close as I could. Um, but oh, he was so cute. And the squirrels in the park are a lot friendlier and you know will come up to you than like mm. you know wild squirrels, I guess. Yeah. Um and the third image I absolutely love. That was actually taken with the Lomography uh, Daguerreotype art lens, wow. uh, the Daguerreotype Acromat art lens. Um, yeah. And they have like little plates that you can put in, um, but this was taken without the plates, just super soft. Um, and I, I, I love the way that that came out, mm-hmm. especially Jess, the one with the the blue hair that turned turquoise. Yeah. Um, she she's more in focus and the stare that they both have i love um and then the last shot again was the medium format and so this is actually the rest were shot on lomochrome purple right this was shot on the 2017 batch of lomochrome purple um which they re-released uh last year a few rolls so and i found it very interesting when you you know, created and posted about this competition that you, one of the parameters was they had to be shot between February and and May of this year, which, you know, I have a book out called the purple book and it's completely all Lomochrome purple images taken from July of 2018 to July of 2020. So I couldn't use any of those images and it, you know, it required me to, to shoot some, some new stuff. Um, so that was really cool. And I, I had a hard time, kind of had a hard time choosing what to submit. I knew I wanted to, to submit those last two. Um, but yeah, what do you think? (laughs) I think they're, they're beautiful. Um, I, I think there's a real, I've done quite a few double exposures. Well, not quite a few. I've probably done, for last year, I've probably done 30 or 40. Uh, sometimes, you know, 
I, I just got them right by chance, but a lot of the time I, I don't get them right. And um, I think you've got a real knack for them seeing this one here, the first one here. It's just, it's amazing how the, the tree is sort of uh, in the lady's dress there. And I've also seen other ones on your Instagram. And I think, um, you know, you do have a real knack for, for getting them really well done. So that first one's amazing. I love the squirrel. It looks kind of cold, the squirrel. Is it, is it cold there that day or? Ugh, this was like the last day of April. Okay. Yeah. Um, we wanted the weather to be better. Yeah. But it was cold. <clears throat> so when you say we, you met you and the squirrel, or? Oh, the squirrel! I thought you said the girl. Oh no, the um, squirrel. Sorry. So it look the squirrel looks cold. Yeah. No, he was like just standing up and like he would like raise his running. arms and he was like moving all around. But it was it was pretty cold. It was colder than we wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that looks nice. And uh, yeah, that one, that one of the, the two ladies there is beautiful. Uh, I really like that. It's got a really, I don't know, it's almost like a uh, a still frame from a, from the cinema. You know, it's, it's got that kind of a feel about it. I think it's, it's, it's really lovely. And that, that um, border, I think you said that your lab do around the outside really adds to it as well. It looks amazing. And that last one is really nice as well. Uh, I, I think I can't go past the number three. I think number three, yeah, to me, it looks like it could be almost advertising some kind of, you know, art house as a movie, you know, it, it, that's what it, the kind of feel it's got to it. So I think that's my favorite. Which one's your favorite? Yeah, it, that, that art lens um, really adds to that cinematic yeah. quality, the movie like, um, I will also choose number three because um, it just, it's definitely striking. I know it's my own work, but um, it is. they are really wonderful models and people and they just, their stare is yeah. really, really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Striking, Thank you. striking is the word. Beautiful. Well done, Kate. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Next up is a friend of the show, Kevin Lane, who, of course, uh, is one of the hosts of the the wonderful Uncle Jonesy's camera podcast. He's on Instagram and Twitter at Kevin Lane and Flickr at Kevin Lane as well. Three of my images were made at Gibbs Gardens, a botanical garden near Ballground, Georgia. And the railcar image was made at the Chattanooga Choo Choo, a vintage train station that has been repurposed into a hotel and entertainment complex. The camera was my Minolta Maxim 600SI with the ISO set to 200. I processed the film myself at our community darkroom safe life district. Uh, so the first one here is some beautiful plants with all sorts of greens and oranges and purples um, there, which is lovely. Another one of some flowers, uh, number two. Uh, number three, some beautiful flowers with a beautiful sort of um, background there as well. And number four is the, the rail car. So very nice images here from Kevin. Which one's your favorite, Kate? I mean, I'm kind of in awe of the first one because all of the reds and oranges that come through yeah right and then like just like the back and forth between the turquoise and the purple in in that water is wild and then of course to the top left a green tree <laughs> yeah yeah it's true that that's true yeah green. i didn't even notice that yeah you're right oh my yeah. god there's so much in that first photo you know and yeah. it almost looks a little overexposed but not really because it's just it kind of bright yeah um but the third one, I love the third one. 
honestly, those those flowers, the purple. Mm. But the first one is just too wild for me to escape. <laughs> yeah, I like the first one as well. Really it's got these, yeah, it's got these beautiful colors th- through it. So, um, and uh, I, I'd actually seen that Kevin had um, shot lemon chrome purple, and I said, "Oh, Kevin, you haven't um, <clears throat> haven't entered the set any images in." And he said, "Oh, oh I think he said I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I think he said something along the lines of oh, I don't think they they were good enough for the competition.'" And I said, "Of course they are, Kevin. These are amazing. Send some in." Um, so, uh, yeah, well done to Kevin. I think Kevin shoots a lot of black and white, uh, and so uh, I think he's he's um, done a really good job at shooting these these wonderful lomochrome purple pictures. So uh, thank you to Kevin for that. And uh, next up, we're going to Canada, and we have Jess Hobbs, who of course uh, is a, is a, an amazing YouTuber. So if you haven't, um, uh, everyone check out Jess Hobbs on YouTube. So she's on Instagram and Twitter at Jess Hobbs Photo, and YouTube just whack in Jess Hobbs and press the search button if you're not following her or subscribe to her already and i'm sure you'll find her and um is it my turn yeah no, it's your turn it's your turn what am i saying <laughs> all of my images were shot around my farm as lockdown measures kept us from traveling between regions but honestly there isn't a better place to shoot lomo, lomo purple in the spring my favorite image is crab apple too i love how those pink blossoms turned orange and my favorite subject to shoot in the spring are fiddleheads they are just so precious All images were shot on my Canon F1 at ISO 400, and I had them developed and scanned at Borealis Laboratoire in Montreal, in Montreal, Canada. Um, Normally, I would scan them myself, but seeing as I'm barely making the deadline, I thought it best to leave that (laughs) job to the professional. Thanks again, Matt, for giving so much leeway for me. I really appreciate it. So these four wonderful images uh, from Jess, all of a of a nature sort of theme. You have these, I think, crab apple are they? Those I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not very good at these uh, plants, but um, there's some beautiful kind of flowers to them. The first one there is quite striking in the way that the the branches are against set against that aqua sky, and there's a beautiful kind of orangey apricot colours. The next one is more of a close up of those uh, the same tree, I believe, uh, with some really beautiful detail. The third one there is just some I don't know what those are. These are big beautiful pink sort of plants uh what are those pink blossoms um maybe they're and the they may apple. not they may know. not be pink they may be white and turned pink that's true that's the, very true yeah and then the last one those are the fiddleheads oh they're the fiddleheads okay yep great so which one's your favorite you know that second one where the crab apple turned orange and then you see the pops of purple. And then, of course, this is a shot looking up, right? So you can see the sky in the back. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. So there's so many layers, so much to see. But, like, I'm dying over those fiddleheads as well because yeah. <laughs> that's they are not pink. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would have to say two and four really catch my eye. Yeah. I like all of them, but I think I'll go for number two. Um, So well done to Jess for that. I know she was waiting for a long time. That Canadian winter can be a bit harsh. So I think she was waiting for a long time for some good weather. So um, I'm I'm glad that uh, she got the entries in. Fantastic. Next up, we have Kevin Diller. uh, Kevin Diller? I can't even speak anymore. Kevin Dillon, who was on (laughs) Flickr at Rico underscore Shooter. I can also be found on the Negative Positives Film Photo Podcast 
Facebook group. It's an excellent uh, Facebook group for people who like that kind of thing. It's a very friendly uh, group, which is uh, unlike some a lot of other uh, photography groups are not so friendly. <laughs> I've found out in the last couple of weeks. Um, Negative oh. positives is, is a fantastic Facebook group. And Kevin writes, shot at ISO 320 with a Pentax 645 using 45mm and 75mm lenses. Home developed using the CineStill C41 kit, scanned using an Epson V550. I'm bummed that I, I creased my film as I loaded my plastic reel. You can see the result in the close-up of the abandoned house. Um, yes, I just thought that was some weird artistic effect. I thought it looked great. I didn't even know what it was. But wow. I think... A kind of, I think it's a kind of swirls on the upper part of the house, maybe. Um, but I, I think it looks great. I think it looks fine. Um, it so like spirits moving. It does, <laughs> yeah, an ethereal kind of uh, effect. So the first one is of a uh, distance shot of the abandoned house with beautiful sort of pink, um, sort of I don't know what are those it's sort of vegetation in the foreground there. Um, the second ones are like a, a bench by the lake. The third one is um, a, an old sort of general store with a, a petrol or what do you call it a gasoline. Bowser thingy out the front there. Gas pump, yeah. Yeah. Gas pump that's it. Gas pump. <laughs> I need a translation service. That's it. And the last one is that beautiful um, abandoned house. Uh, which one's your favorite, Kate? I really like the first one, but I know I know I went through this, like the first and the fourth, right? Yeah. The abandoned house is totally, you know, the, the, those shots totally speak to me. The, the close-up one, yeah, you can see those crease, you know, marks or whatever but it's more purple more vibrant more light than the first one the light in the first one is more on the um field and yeah. not the house yep um i mean it's hard i do like the fourth one even with the the marks yeah yeah, I like. I, I didn't even. Um, again, you, I, I was sort of just copying and pasting people's stuff in without reading really, really, it because there's so many to do, and so I didn't. I, I could. I remember those sort of things, those sort of marks from the photo, but I didn't actually even realise there was something amiss there. But I don't really mind. I think. I think it's still a great image. Uh, so well done to Kevin for that. I'd choose number four. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So the next person is Michael Newman. And uh, where are we? I think this is your one. Is that right? I keep losing track. All right. Okay. So he didn't give um, any kind of contact or Instagram or anything. But uh, seeing that he is from Buxton, Maine, USA. So he is from my state, not too far from me. So. Awesome, Michael. Nice to see another Mainer in here. Um, so he says, greetings, Matt. Thanks again for your film community at large. Purple role challenge. It's quite nice to have periodic photo assignments. My role was shot on a Zeiss, is that how you say it? Zeiss Icon Super Iconta 531A, which yields 16 frames on a 120. Um I attempted to shoot two images at each location. The first image is titled Purple Mary. The next image was shot at Laurel Hill Cemetery. The third image is titled You'll Love Cinemagic. Unfortunately, they have closed. Um, And that seems to be a cinema. Um, My final photo was taken at the Saco Heath Preserve. Wow, I know where Sokka is. Uh, the last few frames of this fat roll of Lomachrome Purple did suffer from light leaks. Oh, well, that's just the way it goes. Best regards, Michael Newman, Buxton, Maine, USA. 
Lovely. And these are really a different sort of palettes for the purple, aren't they, Kate? They're more sort of uh, maybe red sort of palette. Um, but I really like um, really like them. I especially like that second one there uh, of Laurel Hill, I think it's called. Um, it just it just looks um, yeah otherworldly with the I think it looks like a cemetery there in the background maybe and and these sort of um, sort of conifer sort of on the hedges or whatever they are. But um, I really like that one. What which one's your favorite? Um, yeah, it's the, the purple Mary is very striking. Um, and it's crisp. I really like the dark behind her, you know? Um, but Laurel Hill is also, I mean, I could go with either of these. Yeah, and I really like on that last one as well, the Sacco Heath one. I really like the light, the like sort of light leak at the bottom there. Um, again, uh, you know these kind of things that um, yeah. I've seen this a few times now uh, in this episode where we've seen things that aren't intentional, but they they just look so cool. Um, so uh, well done to Michael, uh, done a great job there, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll get another uh, another assignment for you, Michael, um, okay. after we after we finish this one off. Uh, so that's lovely, and we're going to move on next to. Peter Planter, who's on Instagram at Peter Planter. Walked around the streets of my hometown, Vancouver, Canada, with the film rated at ISO 100 in my contacts 139 quartz with the 50mm f1.4. This was my first time rating it lower than 200, so I've only shot it at 200 and 400 in the past. I took it to the local lab to get developed and scanned because I couldn't quite get the colours right with my scanning setup from the previous role, which I developed at home. My favourite image is the one of the broken mirror with the tree in the background. It speaks it just speaks to me and what I had wanted to capture. Lastly, I wanted to say that I'm a big fan of the show. Continue what you're doing, Matt. Oh, shucks. Thank you. And I'd definitely be down to participate in another competition like this one. Uh, thank you so much, Peter. So the first one there is of some signs, like a stop sign with a beautiful dark aqua sky in the background. The next one is, is that, uh, what's that next one? Is that the car? That's the broken mirror. Broken mirror, yep, yep. Third one is of some kind of um, sign or graffiti or something. It looks pretty cool and I'm not sure what exactly that is. And the last one is the beautiful flowers there. Uh, so four really cool entries there from Peter. Which one's your favorite, Kate? This is hard. Um, I like the broken mirror law and I like the third one. And the third one seems to be like, graffiti but it seems like there are barriers right there in the yeah, front yeah yeah right in front yeah like construction zone or something um but it also seems like that could be the side of a truck because you see the vents right over her glasses yes yeah so it it may it's it's thought provoking right you want to know what's going on yeah um but i do i do like that broken mirror because um you can see the windows on the side of the house in the reflection of that mirror, yep. you can see the fence through it. You can see the sky and the purple. Um, so I'm really stuck on those two images. Yeah. Yeah. Really, again, really nice, uh, very sort of eye popping color here um, from Peter. And again, we sh you know, we've seen so many images in this competition, but the palettes from each person, are, some of the palettes are similar across different people's entries, but other, other times you just get these colors and you're like, wow, you know, where did they, these come from? Uh, so well done to Peter. I think there's four really cool entries there. 
And the next one we have is Arjon Bernales or Bernales. I'm not sure how exactly you say that, but Arjon, I'm pretty sure Arjon's from Canada is, as well. And um, I think, is this your one to read? I'm um, so, it's actually, um, it's gone half past midnight here. So I'm, I'm a little bit brain dead now. I'm sorry. You go ahead and read that one and I'll take the last one because that one's okay. long. Excellent. Okay, so this is from Arjon. But again, I'm sorry, Arjon. I don't know if it's Bernales or Bernales or how you pronounce it. But these were taken on his Pentax PC 35AF. Is that the, that's the same one you're talking about before? Oh no, it was, this is a Pentax, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the one I was talking about was, was the Konica C35. Yeah, cool. So this is rated at ISO 200. And there's uh, the first image. Again, there's no not much of a description here. But the first one is like looking down some steps to a body of water. Maybe it's a lake, maybe. Uh, if he's in Canada, I'm not sure. And there's some, some really big sort of ships on the horizon there and some people exercising in the foreground. The second one is of some beautiful big kind of, I don't know if it's a fern or what kind of tree that is, but it looks, has a big sort of fan-shaped leaves. Very cool. Uh, the third one is very dark and moody and it's of, of of some water again and uh, some rocks and some some water sort of swirling around the rocks there. Very nice. And the last one, uh, again, it looks to be in the same location, some kind of city on a lake there. And um, yeah, it looks like a very dark and moody photo. Which one's your favorite, Kate? Oh, man. Um, all of them. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really like the first two. Yeah. But then I also love the third one, the big rock. Um but of course, I love the purple and the turquoise in the second one, how much of the sky you can see. But the first one, yeah. again, you have that really purple part uh, where the sun is hitting. You have the people and the water and then the ships and yeah. a little bit of mountains in there. So there's a lot yeah. there's a lot to take in. Um, honestly, the water in the third, you can see the waves crashing on that rock. Um, part of it's in the sun, part of it yep. isn't. So there's a lot of really cool elements mm. here. And these are potentially the most sort of turquoisey images we have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen a lot of turquoise sky, but I mean, in terms of especially that th those third and fourth ones, uh, you know, a majority, I would say, of the image is turquoise, which is really interesting that the, the purple film could give that look. Uh, so well done to our John. Uh, fantastic uh, to get another entry from Canada. And we, we this is the last one coming up. Very, very exciting. So I'll get you to read this one, Kate. Uh, this is from Clayton Sharp, who's on Instagram at Clayton Shop Photo. All right. I used a Nikon F100 for all of my images. I photographed my wife, Miller, the woman in the red dress, in our backyard one morning before I had to leave for work. I was planning on photographing her at uh, 100 ASA. However, the morning we chose to shoot was cloudy, so I bumped it to 400. The image of the flowers was taken on t at 200 ASA. I'm currently building a deck for someone, and I had captured this image in their garden. I purchased the Lomography Purple online from B&H Photo. I had a local lab, Ball, Ball Photo, located in Asheville, North Carolina, USA, develop and scan the three rolls I shot for this competition. I love the colors in the photo of the flowers. However, overall, I would have to say my favorite shot is the close-up of Miller in the white gloves holding the roses. I mean, it's my wife, of course. It's my favorite. Uh, with the film, with this film, I tend to enjoy the images that were captured in diffused, low-contrast lighting. It's hard to wrap your head around the color shifts and what your end result is going to look like. And I actually really enjoy the surprise. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to enter this competition. I had a blast. 
Excellent. So there's uh, four entries there. Uh, Three feature the lovely Miller there. And then the last one is a close-up of some flowers. And uh, these are really lovely images. Uh, Again, I mean, I keep saying this, but there's a real different palette to the the colors in these images. What do you think, Kate? Number one is so powerful. The one that he loves, the close-up with the white gloves, her holding the roses in front of her face. um, Perfectly... um, you know, centered and composed and the deep purple that is coming Mm. from behind her and also the stems of the roses is really quite powerful. I, I'm, you know, I love them all. I I know we had talked about Clayton before even going through these and I, I have a hard time because number three is, you know, pretty much the same shot, but, um, is that a double look at her dress? Or are those just in front of the camera? I think they could be in front of the camera. I'm not. I, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. But then look at the back, the back right corner. Yeah, there's something in the top like, right. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. But mm. I also have to say the second, second shot where you can see Miller's face. Yeah. Um, is awesome. I love her expression and the fact that she's holding a hose that's, you know, just shooting water out of it. She's holding an umbrella on a sunny day. You know, it's, it's so cool. But number one is absolutely stunning, exposed brilliantly. Like the colors are just so punchy. Um, have you seen purple having this palette before? And that, I mean, that first image is just a knockout. That the colours. Have you seen purple having this kind of palette before? Um, I have. Struggling. You have, yeah. Yep, I have. Actually, I think um, some of your images probably have that that same look. And I'm I'm wondering about the lighting here. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely. He said he bumped it to four hundred. Was that this one? <laughs> I'm getting confused. Yeah. So he. The morning uh, we chose, yep. so I bumped it to 400, which yep. is, which is crazy. Cause that second shot seems like there's, there's light, you know, a good amount yeah. of sun in there, right. but, um, you know, I've, I've probably shot, I don't know, close to 30 ish rolls of purple by now. Wow. Um, and I, I've had a whole different range of results. Um, but you have to, you have to go between, one and two and 400 ISO yeah. to find out where, you know, the punchiness comes is. from. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I'm looking at, uh, I'm just Googling now your, your, the purple book by Kate Grapp. And, um, there aren't really preview images. I didn't, I didn't really, you can't really preview the book. No, that's true. But I think, uh, Lomography did a, um, article did. on you, didn't they? So if you Google, just telling everyone now, if you want to have a, some, a sneak peek at some of them, I mean, definitely go out and buy the book, but if you want to have a sneak peek, if you Google Lomography, Kate Grout, I'm just going to do this in real time here. And you should get an image come up called, uh, on Lomography.com called the purple book, Kate Grout's latest enchanting. And then it cuts off. I'm guessing it's <laughs> book. Yeah. Enchanting publication on Lomochrome Purple. And so there's some beautiful uh, images here uh, that Kate has put in her book. And um, I'm actually seeing, you know what, I'm looking through these now. I'm actually seeing palettes from several different entries, uh, you know, the reds and the purples. And it just yeah. shows how uh, incredible this, this film is. And this first image of Clayton's, it does remind me of that uh, the cover image of your book. Now, the, the colors aren't the same, but it, just the richness of those colors. Now, that, that cover image you took of that young lady there, was it sort of uh, quite sort of cloudy, diffused lighting on that particular day, or? I believe it was um, a 
overcast day with brightness coming through. So, and I believe that was the first time that I shot Lomochrome Purple with my Nikon F3 because I had had a a Pentax K1000 for a while. That was just what I was shooting with. Um, But so that was the first time I used an Nikon. And I think the first time that I used ISO 200 because Mm. I just got stuck in ISO 400 for so long because, um, I'm a natural light shooter, but I'm also a low light shooter. And, you know, so, but I think that was the first time I used it with my Nikon and with, um, ISO 200. And that's my friend Lexi, who's a model, um, and just, just gorgeous. And I'd gotten so much amazing feedback on that photo. Lomography actually shared that photo on their own account. And Uh I just felt it fitting to be the cover of the book, even though I could have used my face, but it's not about my face. It's about my work. So, um, yeah, beautiful. So, yeah. It's a very, very good choice. It's stunning, absolutely stunning image. Um, so yeah. And, and again, this, it, it, the colors, the, the sort of the color of those purple, I don't know what is it like a lavendery kind of purple, um, there behind Lexi, but, um, really, really beautiful colors there and kind of a, almost a palette that I, we haven't, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't seen that palette much. Um, but then you've got these kind of dark lavender ones in, in Clayton's, um, images there. So I wonder if it is something to do with the lighting and the more, cloudy sort of overcast days maybe it does bring out these things yes and it's also a difference in the film version because when i first started shooting lomochrome purple they it was their 2017 version and then they came out with their 2019 version which i believe gives the punchier deeper purples yeah um um than than the older version um but you know it could it's it's a variance of things you know it it's the camera it's the iso it's the lighting conditions so it's really cool and i'm glad that you asked everybody what cameras they used and what they rated it at so we could kind of have more of a discussion on why they turned out the way they did yeah they did yeah and that's, I mean, it's a real dedication here from Clayton, um, shooting three rolls of Lomochrome Purple for the competition. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well done to Clayton. Yeah, and only choosing four. <laughs> only choosing four. And you know what? Some of the images, I've actually I followed Clayton on um, Instagram and um, some of the other ones, the ones that didn't make it, they were they were pretty damn good as well. So I was I actually saw one of the images he posted. I was like, oh, wow, you should, why didn't he post that one in there as well? Um, so uh, well done to Clayton uh, for that. To support this podcast, why not buy our dad a coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just $3. So after much deliberation for the last 15, 20 minutes, Kate and I have finally got a list together. And I thought at first we might have a top three and, and we'd decide on a winner. Uh, but there's so many good photos in this competition. It has been, I mean, Kate said it before already, it's it's, it's one of the hardest things to do to judge a competition like this. And of course, it's only, um, just please bear in mind that if we don't um, mention one of your photos here, and we don't announce you as a winner. I mean, there are so many good photos in this competition. It's been so hard. We've spent hours i'm not even joking hours trying to decide who we should pick and again it's it's only (laughs) it has been very hard and it's only 
our opinions. I mean, if we had two other judges in here, they would probably mm-hmm. pick a different winner and a different top 10. Um, so I think it's just a testament to the amazing uh, sort of uh, quality and amazing skill of, of, of all the photographers out there, how, how what amazing uh, entries we had. I think we had over 200 entries uh, in 200 I'm individual honestly, photos. I'm super impressed. And this has legit been one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> um, and so I just want to say like, Thank you, everybody, for submitting your entries. And I know you mentioned someone who earlier who said they thought their work wasn't good enough um, to submit. And I just yeah. want to reiterate, always, always submit because we all have different opinions, right? Yeah. And we're also really hard on ourselves. Yeah. So just I'm so glad that everybody did submit their work. Um, yeah. And I really, truly loved all the photos so absolutely and you know i mean i i still can't believe we got 54 entries it's been so amazing and um actually it just i just one i think one bit at one point i didn't mention earlier i think one of the reasons kevin didn't want to submit his photos or he was he wasn't uh, didn't have confidence to he's a very good black and white photographer but i think he told me um, again i hope he doesn't mind me saying this i'll have to, i'll check with him before i put this episode out but he did <laughs> tell me that he was colorblind and he, he wasn't i'm not sure what how uh, you know to what extent uh-huh. he is colorblind but i think he wasn't confident about uh the 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 color correction and and how the images looked but they looked fantastic kevin um so i think everyone has done you know whether you've devved at home uh, and scanned at home and done your own color correction or you've sent it to a lab all the images look fantastic all the little accidents and mistakes um people have mentioned uh, i I think it all adds to to all the images um so kate would you like to tell us about what we're going to do is we're going to probably name i think we've got eight images here we're going to chat about that are on the the official runners up list and then at the end we'll announce our favorite so would you like to take it away with the first one on the the runners up list okay so our first runner-up was a photo that we instantly um just loved um the first photo that we said looked like a painting and that is from our lucy lucy angel egan um and it's the fourth photo on her submission and uh we've been calling this what the bow and arrow right Um, it, it looks like a renaissance painting it's from a festival and there's you know um, people sitting in the shade and there's a, a bow and arrow drawn and a, a woman with a sunbrella. Um, but it, it's very, very gorgeous and striking and has so much going on, um, that we just, we had to, uh, have it be a finalist. So thank Absolutely. you so much, Lucy. Excellent image, Lucy. Thank you so much. Great to get uh, quite a few entries from New Zealand in the competition. And the next image is one that I just instantly loved. Uh, And this is from Jodie Benarock. It's the first image there uh, on the page, which of course you can see at mattlovescameras.com. And it's a double exposure that Jodie took with a pinhole camera. And there's these beautiful, gorgeous sort of red, orange kind of flowers with a beautiful tree trunk. And um, yeah, I think Jodie did an absolutely fantastic job with all of other images. But I mean, that first one is just a knockout for me. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Can't stop looking at it. <laughs> and the next one I know you loved and I loved as well uh, was from Ken Tuomi, Kate. Yeah. You know, the um, the two guys sitting on the bench. Um, it's a medium format shot, right? So it's a nice square. Um, and you are looking at what they're looking at, which is the ship in the background. And you got the, the clouds and the skyline and then just that beautiful purple ground and turquoise sky, um, and very crisp, beautiful, almost again, vintage looking photo. Yeah. Very nice. Well done, Ken. 
The next one that I really love, uh, and I know you like this one too, Kate, is Eric Van Drick's Chicken, Taken with the Lens Baby and 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 the Headless Child. Hopefully not Headless Child, really, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just wonderful. I, I really love this image, and it, it, I can't put my finger on why I like it so much, but I, I, it just makes me smile. And, and, you know, this child has the chicken and this sort of swirly kind of aspect of the, the Lens Baby. Uh, so well done to Eric. Really beautiful color, color of palette. Uh, no, it is. Really it's like beautiful. a brown purple. Yeah. It's like the subdued brown purple that doesn't, when you first look at it, you're not like, it doesn't scream Lomochrome purple, but any of us that shoot it would know. We know it, that recognize it, it. But the chicken is just, it's brilliant. I love Stylish it. And great choice with the lens baby. So yeah, absolutely. Well done, Eric. Okay. So the next one, uh, moving on to another animal themed image, we've got Chris Coker. Kate, would you like to tell us about this one? Yes. Because I absolutely love cows. And, you know, we were really fawning over all of these shots. I mean, especially two, three, and four. And it was it was a little hard not to choose his um, tree and uh, yeah. reflection shots. But, like, the more we looked at and talked about this cow shot, the more we can't let go how amazing it is. And so I can't wait to see this um, printed really and stare at it on a page. So thank you so Absolutely. much, Chris. Really well done, Chris. Four brilliant images, but the cow is my fave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got three more on the runners up list and then we'll announce the winner. Uh, so the next person on the runners up list is an image, which we spoke about at length in this episode. It was Kevin Dillon's abandoned house. And I think we're going to go with the close up one on our list, aren't we? The one with those slight imperfections. But I, I, to be honest, I just I didn't even notice at first. And I thought they were just little, you know, ethereal kind of movements in the house sort of adding to the, to the whole image, Kate. Yeah. And he said it's a, you know, the way that he accidentally creased the film. Um, and I know we kept going back to the first image of the yep. abandoned house. Um zoomed out or you know further away and then the close-up the close-up just has you know more light on it and yep. um but also the film crease it it looks it looks wild it looks like there's spirits moving yeah. through it or, you know weird kind of light leak or whatever but yeah so yeah we're we're really happy about this one and thank you kevin for some amazing shots absolutely the next one, uh, I know this is one that you absolutely love, Kate. It is Ken Bertram's tree. Tell us about the tree. So Ken Bertram's tree, um, very beautiful, very haunting, right? The uh, the colors are kind of subdued, right? Mm. It's it's pretty, it's purple, but it's very it's very haunting. I just it it's one that when I wasn't looking at the entries, I thought about in the last yeah. few you know, the last six weeks since we've done this. Um, so it's, it's definitely stood out as one of my favorites and, um, something about just a beautiful, a beautiful tree on Loma Chrome purple. Yeah. And it is haunting. You've got that sort of, uh, sort of more subdued purple and the pathway in the middle of the tree. And then you've got this kind of sky. Again, the colors are a little bit subdued, the sky, the sky there. But then they've got this kind of dabs, this kind of cotton wool kind of clouds, mm-hmm. uh, which, which, which looks really beautiful. Uh, so well done to Ken. Really, really beautiful image. 
and the last runner-up is uh, from Matthew Joseph. Um, so, um, you know, he I said to you that he messaged me and said, did I win? Well, you made the winner's list, uh, the, the runners-up list, Matthew, uh, with the beautiful expand <laughs> shots of the of the Redwoods, I think they were. And uh, the one we liked in particular was that one we spoke about today, that third one, which has a little bit more light than the others and these beautiful ferns that look sort of green and purple and the light coming through. Yeah, I'm I'm wild about this shot. And um, again, it looks like a painting or a virtual reality, you know, it yep. just it, it's magical and mystical. And um, I'm just I hadn't really I, I looked through the entries before, right, the second half, but yep. just kind of thumbed through them. So really taking the time today to look at these made me love them even more. Um so thank you, Matthew Joseph. You are definitely um, a winner today. Um, Absolutely. But I, I do want to say, because we're talking about runners up and we're going through all of these, that um, I did love all of Matt Evans' photos. Like, I know we yeah. didn't really, like, you know, pick um, a runner up from him, but all four of them, just so lovely. Yeah. So Matt Evans, um, big fan of yours. Just wanted to mention that. <laughs> and although we've only, um, yeah, Matt's a really good photographer. He's over there in New Zealand as well. And although we've only picked eight runners up and now mentioned Matt, uh, I mean, I think my shortlist, I think when we, we first started looking at this, my shortlist was like, I think 15 to 20 people. Uh, yeah, uh, me too. It's extraordinary. And, and you've, there's so many good images that I, I I won't bother naming anyone else because I don't want to single anyone else out and other people don't get mentioned, but you kind of, you kind of, it's so hard. I, I know we keep saying this and it must be it's really so boring for people to listen to, but it's so hard. There are so many good images. Um, but I think there was for both of us, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, but for one of us, there was one image that was kind of burned in our brains uh, after we saw it. And um, even though we've had six weeks in between these episodes, uh, I think we didn't really forget this one. And uh, I think we're going to crown this image the winner. Would you like to tell us about it? Oh, me? Really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's true. We went through the first half um, and um, on the podcast, the first podcast, and we had obviously looked at all the entries, but we didn't talk about um, this one today. And correct me if I'm wrong, this was uh, the final entry of the yes, competition? Yes, correct. correct. Um, this is and a, a funny shot. story. Um, I actually, I think just before, just before we recorded the first episode, I actually did. Um, I, I knew I had 54 entries, but I actually went through the web page and I only counted 53. I thought, oh, hang on. And I actually looked back and this these entries almost didn't make it onto the page. I forgot to put them on there. So it was like just before the first recording, I actually added them. So, yeah. But, but yeah, so our winner, winning photo comes from Clayton Sharp and it is this Again, image has been burned in our brains. Um, it's the one image I kept thinking about the last few weeks. Um, and it's the first image of his four. And it's his beautiful wife, uh, Miller. And she's holding the flowers in front of her face with these white gloves, just beautiful punches of color. And it's it's like an offering. It's like this photo is being offered to us. And and thank goodness it was because um, this this is our winner. I'm very happy. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really amazing shot. Beautiful colors. I love the uh, the composition, the gloves, the the flowers, those really deep purples of the background there. And uh, Clayton's done a great job with the exposure and, and the focus and all that. Uh, so very worthy winner. Well done to Clayton. And Clayton, um, I'll have a chat to you um, probably over Instagram or something like that. But um, with your permission, we'll be putting that image on front cover of the zine. Some of those runners up will be, um, or hopefully all of them will be featuring on the back cover of the zine i've just got to work out how i can lay all that out uh and um clayton i'll be sending you i think you're over there in north carolina so i'll be sending you a copy when i get this zine together uh i'll be sending you a copy of the zine and i'll also send you a copy of my um zine every summer and i'm also working on a second zine uh which is called roll gold i've been working on it for about a year and i still haven't finished it so hopefully if i finish that one i'll send you that one as well uh, <laughs> you'll definitely get a free copy clayton of of at least one of my zines and of course the this loma chrome a purple zine and I'll also send you Kate I'm also going to send you some zines I'll send you uh, I'll send you every summer and I'll send you uh, the Lemacrone purple one as well so um, look out for that um, before Christmas 2024 no only joking well, I I will send you a purple book. So oh, wow. About that. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Uh, lovely. Big fan of your your work, Kate. And so um, I, I was uh, really chuffed when uh, I heard you were entering. And uh, I, I, like I said to you in the first uh, episode, I was I was kind of nervous about asking you because I didn't know if you knew about it or not. So uh, when you when I found out you knew about the competition, uh, I was really, really chuffed. And uh, thank you so much for, for, for judging all these entries with me. It's been so much fun. And um, yeah, it's been lovely to chat with you definitely it's it's been an honor to be a judge and have my opinion cared about um so um and to learn about you and and all of your work um so i'm deep in gratitude thank you so much and for staying up so late tonight (laughs) <laughs> yes so I I my, i'm sort of slurring over my words now i haven't had, had any wine tonight because i've been uh, i thought I, I might be a bit tired but i'm I'm hanging in there but um yeah that's fantastic thank you so much kate and um great so i will um yeah so well done to clayton sharp i will be sending clayton and kate um a copies of loma chrome purple book which we're gonna, either going to call purple grain or purple haze do you have a, a preference um you know purple haze is a Jimi hendrix song so mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little partial to that. I am too. I, 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 Purple Grain was a favorite for a long time, but I'm, I'm I, I like Prince, but I'm much more of a Jimmy fan. So I think maybe Purple Haze. We might call it Purple Haze. Uh, and so I'll be giving uh, listeners details if they would like to um, buy a copy of of the book. Uh, I'll be shipping it out of Australia, and I'll put all sorts of postcards and stuff in there as well, and probably a handwritten note. So I'll be giving you details how you can pre-order that very soon. And um, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed the competition. I We'll be doing another competition probably this year as soon as I recover from doing this one. It'll probably be, uh, I might rerun the the Pano competition, which is using a very cheap plastic fixed focus uh, panorama camera, uh, basically like the very poor person's X-Pan. Um, but we'll, we'll see about that in the future. But thank you so much to Kate. I, I better let you get on with your, your day over there in, in the beautiful uh, North America and beautiful summer at the moment. And um, I'll, I better get to bed. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
So there you go. Finally, we have an end to the Loma Chrome Purple competition. And congratulations once more to Clayton Sharp. But honestly, this was one of the hardest things Kate and I have had to do. There were so many amazing entries. And even on that runners-up list, I could add another few names to that um, because there was it's just so many good entries that made us think so hard about the winner. But Clayton Sharp took it out in the end. Well done to that amazing image, which will grace the front cover of the zine. And the zine, uh, I'd love to call it Purple Haze, uh, but I've actually found out since there's a, a German magazine called Purple Haze, which might cause some confusion. So I think I'm going to go back to the name Purple Grain. And if you'd like to order or pre-order a copy of the Purple Grain zine, head along to mattlovescameras.com and the top story on the page is pre-order Purple Grain film photography zine and you'll be able to do that. The zine will be a 21 centimeter square, which is just over eight inches, uh, approximately 56 pages printed on uncoated paper. And I'm hoping to get the zines towards the end of August and they'll be posted all over the world during September and it should allow about a month for delivery. And the prices, it'll be $14.50 in British pounds. It'll be $19.75 US dollars to all international places like the USA, Canada, Asia, South America. Uh, Australia will be $21 Australian and New Zealand will be $24.50 Australian. And depending on the weight, I'm hoping to put some postcards and stickers in, but we'll just see. That'll be depending on the weight and uh, how long the stocks last. That's it for this time. Take care. Cheerio. I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye. But it actually sounded pretty good. Why, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>